Hey everyone, it's Mallow. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that this is part one of a two-part series finale. Uh, the second part of it is a behind-the-scenes look at the show for Chaos Incorporated and uh, a Q&A with the cast members and things like that. Uh, so this one is a little bit shorter. And it kind of ends with uh, us just saying, hey, this is what we're doing in character and being done. Uh, and then next week's podcast will be uh, the behind the scenes episode. So uh, hang in there. Uh, this is a really good one. It's a really great way to end uh, season two of the podcast uh, with season three coming right around the corner. So I uh, hope to see you there. Take care. Hello, fringes. The following podcast may not be suitable for all wages. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, Unmute! Hello, everyone! How are you all doing today? We're back! It's been a couple of weeks. We missed you. We love doing this show. I actually take a lot of joy. I was talking to someone about this today. Um... One of the great joys, and I do now between the various channels that I'm on, I do between uh, three and five streams a week, which is a lot of content creation. Um, but honestly, I derive a lot of joy from content creation, from being on camera with y'all, talking to audiences, and hanging out with all our friends. Um, it makes it's it's one of the joys in my life. It really, really is. Um, so, welcome back to Chaos Incorporated. I, as always, am your GM. I am Alex the Humanoid. I am joined by my wonderful cast, plus maybe a ghost of a cast member. A ghost? Ooh, We're haunted by the ghost of Stitch's past. Oh, no. Uh, first in the shoot today is my good friend Caleb playing Zed Lane. Hi. I, I, I don't have a quote because everything changed. <laughs> and I had a plan, and then the plan changed, and my mind stopped working. Hi. It's okay. We're, we're professionals. That Are you it. done? I'm done. Okay. okay. Plans changed. I can't mentally handle plans changing this quickly. It's great. Uh, and then next is our friend Kaylee playing the intrepid hacker, Joan. Chaos already dominates enough of our lives. The universe is an endless raging sea of randomness. Our job isn't to fight it, but to weather it together on the raft of life. Nice. Very nice. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I appreciate it. And last but not least is Michael playing Maxi. Why is pain so damn impatient? Ain't like it's got a place to be. Very nice. Also apropos, not just in game, but in life. Um, When last we left our intrepid heroes, they finished up a very intense battle. Uh, a very, very intense battle in the hotel. Um, uh, Kidu finally managed to mildly subdue Horiuchi for a minute. Uh, Caleb continued his reign of ass-kickery. Zed did, I should say. Uh, and they managed to get Cassandra Blythe out of the apartment and return, wounded again, uh, in Maxi's case, relatively severely, uh, to the IOG station. Again. Um, where they underwent medical treatment. Uh, for their wounds, and that's pretty much it. And that's where we're gonna pick up this episode. Maxi, you're still healing up. Um, mm -hmm. 
They've given you some mild analgesics. Nothing, no opiates, no major painkillers, mild analgesics, just to take the swelling down, mm -hmm. which does relieve some of the pain, and they want the swelling to come down. They're also telling you to kind of let your wounds breathe. Don't so Max, you sitting like this a lot? Yes. Uh, your <laughs> arm in particular, the arm that keeps getting messed up, is particularly stiff. Mm -hmm. um, they have a physical therapist on site in the medical wing who's working with you on range of motion. Uh, you're using those resistance bands mm -hmm. to slowly mm -hmm. build up some of your endurance back. Um, some PT, yep. Yep. Um, again, you've developed a lot of scar tissue in that arm. How does Maxi yeah. handle physical therapy? Is Maxi like, does Maxi like, is Maxi grudgingly going through it or does, does Maxi throw in with gusto? No, I think Maxi, Maxi definitely does PT with gusto. It's a, I mean, Maxi's always been a very physical person and I think uh, it's a physical response for him. It's a way for him to actually proactively try to get better. So the moment that he can be back on his feet and active, he is doing so. Um, he does not sit well. Okay, that makes sense. Um, not one to, he does not like to be very uh, very sedentary. So that's what you're spending a couple days doing. Um, shortly after you come back uh, out of the stuff, Zed, uh, Adeline comes in with a stack of data slits and is like, everything we've got on Vegas, I'd start studying. Yeah. She's like, it. She's like, by the way, do you want an official one for... Bosco, are you going into Vegas as Bosco? Chone seems to really think you need to go to Vegas as Bosco. I think, I think it should be Bosco P. Coltrane. Bos Bosco is always in Vegas. If I happen to be there to be Bosco, that's just fun. But wherever Bosco's Bosco there, goes, there Vegas is. When we yeah, insert you, that. are you going in as Bosco? Uh, well, I think that depends on uh, what what we find in this research and what we really have to do. So can I answer that question later when I know more? Yeah, we just need to know how much deep cover you want to go. I mean, as a, as, as deep cover, Bosco exists and is established and is in Vegas bouncing around right now. Yes. So if I need to be Bosco, I can just whoop, cowboy cowboy switch i'm just saying my friend chone what, chone what's, what's the sound again caleb yeah, what? what was it oh what chone okay i'm just letting you know that chone feels that that bosco is the way to go i'm so what i'm hearing is that what i'm hearing is that zed is a switch yeah sometimes you turn them on sometimes you turn them off zed is whatever zed needs to be yep we know those things so zed has homework um you of course go through standard um running maintenance on your arms mm -hmm. um when you go to maintenance they're like all right any perform we we know you were complaining of performance issues with the arms before how are they performing now happens to a lot of guys after a while <laughs> well i i had to take a bit I, I i had a sandwich and i took a nap and i really concentrated and they were great they worked they yeah it was fine they did what they were supposed to do. They, yep, they were good. Maybe I just had to break them in a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Um, so they check it. They're like, they're checking your range of motion on the implants. Sure. They're like, 
no reject they check for rejection sites or anything where you're separating mm-hmm. they're like looking good feeling okay i'm good no issues I, th- I don't think so i think i'm okay so um, yeah they re-lubricate some points on there check the diagnostics on the computer anything else you need on the cyber side you good uh yeah i think we're okay um i don't want to do too much more you never know what's going to happen um i definitely make time to go uh wherever maxi's doing his pt and be nearby and doing uh what he is doing but more every once in a while (laughs) just because I don't make a big deal about it. I just, yeah, and then yeah. I just leave. Thanks, uh, Maxi. Maxi sees that and grins. Uh, like he, he understands. Yeah, this and is that... a new side of Zed. The the physically competitive side. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just his arms sure. are competitive though. Well, yeah, I'm just hanging out, doing some pull ups. Which which doesn't take much for you to do because you. You're... So that's the point. That's the point you're of like, this joke, Alex. Yes. Literally, you've literally got a subroutine on the arms to like just they just I, do at it one themselves. point I'm just doing one. It's just going by itself, and I'm like eating a sandwich. Um, Max, do you want some? Yeah. I'm just being a dick. The next day you're in there doing the same thing, but you're making a sandwich with the other hand. So. Because that wasn't like asshole enough. <laughs> when on on the third day, uh, you rested, I, <laughs> and then on the fourth day, I do the gravity boots, and I'm hanging upside down doing crunches, and I'm making a sandwich while I'm doing crunches. <laughs> I, I need that one, Alex. I need a, I need an agility check. <laughs> oh damn it! I gotta get my <laughs> dice out now. <laughs> You did right. this to yourself. I said no rolls for this session, but you did this yes. to yourself. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. Hold on. What's my agility? It's a plus one, isn't it? Yep. All right. Here we go. Seven. <laughs> you leave foodstuffs all everywhere. over the floor underneath you as yes. you spill things. You use like little pieces of lettuce, a couple of pickles. What uh, condiments were you using, Caleb? Uh, Grey Poupon. And there is mustard everywhere good you know how ritzy and bougie i am that's true that's true um chone yeah yeah how are you whiling away the hours uh chone is continuing uh their study on uh, to quantum mechanics and quantum cryptography and practicing a little bit more with their uh you know their wibbly woo uh things so okay I don't know why suddenly I'm calling them wibbly-woo things, but that's I think I might stick with that because I like saying wibbly-woo. Okay. Um, After a few days, uh, you all are hanging out in kind of like the little like recreation lounge uh, toward the the later afternoon. You're thinking about dinner soon when you see Mike Tate heavy on his cane come walking in. He looks at the three of you and says, healing up well yeah yeah I think we're good I had no problems as well as can be expected he goes 
Come with me. I have something to show you. Oh. Tone okay. follows. Yeah. Um, he brings you into a well-appointed office in the station. It looks like it's for basically whoever's the highest ranking person on site at the time. He's obviously taken it over. Uh, he's in there alone. Uh, he motions you to three kind of plush pleather chairs in black it says have a seat everyone takes the middle seat uh, Zed takes a chair and kind of sits sideways in it with one of his legs up over the arms everyone's sitting cross-legged by the way Maxi just takes the last available chair he, again, slowly, keeping in mind that Mike Tate, as the founder of the IOG, is now by, if, if you recall his uh, Wikipedia entry, you're pretty sure he's about 117 years old. Doesn't look a day over 90. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't move super fast, but he moves over toward a console bar on one side of the room, takes out four glasses and pours a brown liquid about three quarters of the way up in each of them. She shuffles back over and hands you each a drink. John will take it. Yeah. Maxi smells it and then sets it aside. He goes, <clears throat> You saw in the news the man who founded the agency with me, Rob Barnes, was found dead a couple of years ago. Yes? It was fairly yes. significant news at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was killed by Jackson Howe. Jackson, well, the reason he works for us is this is his penance. Makes sense. Too great an asset to simply be taken off the board. Jackson did not want to kill him, but saw no other option at the time. Are you aware of what Rob's position was within the agency when we founded it? No, I don't think so. He created the machines that Chone affectionately refers to as Larry, Moe, and Curly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do remember that. He also created the predecessor machines that we used before we had the full quantum runs. Before Larry Moe and Curly, there was a predecessor item. It was the one that predicted the nuclear strike. Didn't Redcap tell us all of this way back when? I think uh, yes. some. 
we've now learned that Allison Quintero who had infiltrated was aware of this. But there was more we didn't know. We found out some things recently. Rob's wife was going through some of his things. She finally has gotten around to clearing out his old office at home. And she found this. And he pulls out a... Basically a rather oversized solid state drive. And what's on that old piece of tech? He goes, Rob. Hmm. Excuse me? He uploaded himself? Mm. Not the same way. He takes it, he plugs it into a projector, and you see an image appear of Rob Barnes. Probably about, this was probably done about some short time, not too long before he died, but before he died. And the system says, Greetings. I am a composite model of Robert Barnes. I am made up of his knowledge and memories. I am not a full sentient AI. However, I can answer questions and respond Ooh. What was the last upload, your last uh, memory upload date? It gives a date about a month before he died. Okay. Joan takes out their glow and starts, like, like kind of gets a little wide-eyed as they have a thought and starts taking some notes real quick. And so, then put then puts it down. Is it safe to assume you have already removed or retrieved any data you needed to from this construct? Are you asking Mike that? Yes. He goes, nope. Found out what it was, waited. But if anybody knows what we need to know, it's probably him. He looks at you and he kind of drains half of the glass. He goes... I can't. It's too much for me. I'm, I'm happy to have a chat. I'm a chatty guy. He goes, good. I was hoping I mean, for you'd, this, you'd for say the that. For the sake of research, for the sake of the mission. He goes, this, yeah. He probably knows much. Rob was the original chief information officer for the IOG. He served in that capacity for six decades before he retired. Just before he was killed, he was brought back in to consult because Larry Moe and Curley had come out with the war proclamation. He was brought back in to determine if they were malfunctioning. After it was determined that they weren't malfunctioning, he was supposed to figure out what the next steps were before he was killed. And he never got to that point. No, he died first. But, so, again, I can't talk to it right now. He Did he confirm that the triplets were... He confirmed the triplets were functional, though. He yes. knew it was not a malfunction. Yep. And how mm -hmm. long after 
he was supposed to... so he was going to come back with the next steps was that right before about the time this that was this was made he was near as I could tell he made this just after he confirmed that the triplets were not malfunctioning or at least the last upload was there near as we can tell Rob was working on this for a decade maybe more motions at the projection well, we have a lot to talk about then he goes yeah I'll leave you to it and he gets up drains the rest of his glass and kind of like canes his way to the door takes one last look over his shoulder at the projection of Rob Barnes on the screen looks down for a minute and walks out shutting the door behind him Uh, so the, are there controls on this drive for no, it? Or just, it, it, just talk to it. It's, it's just a projector. It's, it's like, yeah, it's think of it as, as a specifically like a, a overjuiced large language model that's been programmed with all of his thoughts and memories. So the sole programming it has is to respond as if it was him. Gotcha. Uh, so I will I will address the unit. Um, well, can we call you Barnes? Rob's fine. All right. Uh, Rob, are you aware of the current date and time of our present day conversation? Stops for a moment. Yes, I've grabbed that from the computer. Okay. Are you aware of events that have transpired between your last dated upload and today? Some, but the data increase to record the all relevant data between then and now would be too large for me to process. Uh, if we need you to consult on current events, would it be easier to feed those specific events to you or connect you in some way to a larger data store so you could pursue and obtain the information that you need. I would ask questions. If I cannot answer, then perhaps inserting the relevant data to possibly make the connection at that time would be useful. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, we're going to sidebar real quick, Rob. So sit tight. I have nowhere to go. I'm dead. Yeah, I think that should be on their shirt, Rob. You ever want to get into marketing? I know a guy. His name's Bosco. I briefly considered marketing when I was a very young man. Sadly, Mike recruited me into government service before I had a chance to explore the private sector. And here you are, dead in a box, still talking to us. Rob, one piece of information that you may need to know on this is we are currently at war, for lack of a better term. The benevolent AI has lost it and is attempting to create... thinks it's a god and is attempting to leave the planet to spread its dogma elsewhere. We had, suspected, we believe... we had suspected that the founder of Benevolent had uploaded himself into some sort of system. To learn that it had ge generated to a Type 4 AI does make sense, especially with the fact that we believe it was infected. Or, I should say, I believe it was infected. Infected by what? 
I suspected that Alice Quintero stole the original programming and algorithm set for the first predictive machine and inserted it into the AI. Hmm. It was an imperfect program that we created prior to the existence of the quantum mechanics that power Larry, Moe, and Curly. Alex, uh, Chone has a sudden thought and is going to try and quantum call Larry, Moe, and Curly. Try and reach out through the quantum uh, realm to... Give me a determination they... check. I gotta get a die. You said no dice, Alex. You don't you keep doing things. This is your fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're not going to believe me, but I'm literally not going to touch that natural 20. You are currently quantumly entangled with Larry Moe and Curly. I mean, my head's going to explode, but... <clears throat> No, they they let you know again via impression. Essentially, is what you're getting from them that mm -hmm. they they're not going to feed you their entire. Good, good, good. I just wanted to. I'm just saying hi and let letting them know if they need to tell me anything, they can reach me at this number. They're listening to what you're saying, and they're listening to what you're hearing. And yeah, and I'm going to feed them Rob Barnes's information. I'm going to tie them into this conversation. You get an impression of warmth from Larry, Moe, and Curly. So, Rob, just so you know, um, Larry, Moe, and Curly are doing very well, and they miss you. Who is Larry, Moe, and Curly? Keep in mind, that's something you assigned them. And, Kaylee, if I can just ask, is yeah. Chon, is, is this being broadcast into the room for the rest of us also, or is this just communication between you and the three of them? Just me and them. Well, okay. I'm, I'm saying this out loud to Rob, but I, they, I'm letting them hear and see what I'm saying. Okay. So I've got a quantum link open to them. Okay. So, oh, uh, uh, apologies. The, uh, the quantum triple, the quantum triplets. Mm, my children. Yes. I just what thought you'd like to know. So you said you thought the benevolent AI was infected by your original imperfect predictive software? Yes. So I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of new to figuring out all of this AI quantumy stuff. How 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 does that infection work? Like because why he's, does... because of the hardware and his underlying programming, it would be like a portion of his brain was constantly on a hallucinogen, seeing futures. Ooh. Imagine the worst acid trip of your life. But all the time. Gotcha. So the predictive software that you made was not designed was... to be on something that was directly inserted into the grid. Neither the current system nor the previous system was ever allowed to have direct connection to the grid. So you would have just used it to input 
data and say, based on what I've given, based on these data points, what might happen? What all data it was given, yes. We only scrubbed it for malware issues and things like that. But because then it was put into the AI and connected to the grid, it had so much input, there was no control. It became an acid trip of constant prediction. <clears throat> which Garbage would, in, garbage out. Which would drive him likely insane. So, and that explains it then. The question becomes, loopy. in my opinion, if the AI is thinking he is communicating, it is communicating with some extra planet being or entity, is he actually just communicating with himself and doesn't realize it because he's tripping? Insufficient, like, insufficient data. We long suspected that there was some sort of link between here and somewhere outside of our solar system, but we were never able to trace it effectively. Can you expound on that, please? What do you mean? A link between us and this? We found like evidence. We found some evidence. Hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, mm. I want to know more about th this evidence. I also want to know what we should do with this AI. Hmm. The AI must be destroyed. Yes. Have you We're determined the that. location? Have you determined the identities of all four members of the council? Yes. Yes. Will you confirm who the members are? as this information is not in my databanks. Uh, how? Quintero. Well, tell him. What? I want... You were on there. You're good. How, Quintero? Joe was making a funny at, at Zed. Cassandra Blythe. <laughs> Throw a pen at your face. And the AI. Allison Quintero. Andrew Bower. So that was the AI's it? name. Yep. Uh, Cassandra Blythe and Jackson Howe. Collating. Interesting. Only three of those names ever showed up on possible lists. Let Which me guess. Was Howe the uh, erroneous data? No, we suspected Howe for a period of time. Allison Quintero did not show up on our list. Hmm. She was deeply connected with the Identical Corporation and by process of that, the Information and Observations Group. Still is. We, I suspected it, but she never showed up on the list. Would you like to know anything else? Well, there's so much. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know where to start right now. Does the phrase... No, I don't... Let me think about this. Do you know anything about the bioengineering programs that have been going on? 
We had located individuals that had genetic mutations prior to uh, what we believe was uh, bioengineering. We suspected again that there was going to be bioengineering, and my personal opinion was that the next war was going to come from a cold war turning into a hot war based on this next step of human evolution. I was never able to confirm as such, neither were was the system. But that was my suspicion. Plus, we knew of Kidu. What did we know of Kidu? Kidu is a mutant. Kidu is a mutant. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yes. We know three of the four, I believe. Three of the four types. Kidu was one of the first mutants we found. But he was an isolated mutation. We found him in approximately 2092. Hmm. Where, where was he found? Ohio. Wow. Nothing ever comes out of there. Hey. He didn't come from there. He was just resting. Like he was traveling and he just decided to hang out there for a little bit? Yes. Huh. I... I know that Cleveland and Columbus have a lot of big medical complexes, so I just assumed like he came from one of those, but Kidu was born a mutant. Oh. Does so the the predictive AI that was fed to the benevolent. It was my first program. Did it have any concept of beauty no it wasn't smart enough to do that at that time we were limited to at best type 2 artificial intelligences we didn't have quantum computers capable of processing these things we used a series of high end supercomputers to do it and the programming algorithm was what allowed us to create the IOG it predicted the nuclear strike that the council conducted that was how we were able to prove that we knew what we were doing. Once they cleared us of having any involvement in the strike itself. One of the things that uh, the AI keeps mentioning is whenever they find certain people, they tell them how beautiful they are and ask them to join them. Could be a product of the infection. Could be something else. Not enough data points to determine. Could be just mania of some kind. It's creepy, whatever it is. Do you have any more questions? Uh, I, I'm I, sure. I have thousands. I just can't think of anything coherent at the moment. Yeah, I think uh, Rob, we need to Rob, regroup. Rob's uh, the avatar smiles at you. He goes, I know exactly how that feels. That was always my yeah. problem. My problem was I had so many questions and I never knew quite how to ask them. So I built the machines to help me ask those questions so that I could find answers. I always wanted answers. I always wanted to know. 
Well, right now we are on task to find and destroy the AI. Uh, we are certain it is trying to get off planet. And we believe that it getting off planet will be... Make it impossible uh, to contain. Right. And that is a major step in its plan towards domination and destruction. I have it on a very good authority from quite a long ways in the future that that will cause the downfall of the human race. Unable to compute that. Long ways in the future. You understand? Obviously, you understand the basic concepts of quantum mechanics, correct? Yeah, of course. It was a silly question, but I'm basing this on something. There is a. Are you familiar with the term the entangled? No. There are people now in this world who have the ability to affect the quantum state. Quantum entanglement would be a significant thing. It was something that I wanted to be able to do with the system, but we were never able to push full quantum entanglement with them. It was deemed too high of a risk. Well, against my... Joan's going to attempt to, uh, with, because uh, Jackson or um, Mike Tate's empty glasses on the table, right? Mm -hmm. Within Rob Barnes' line of sight, I would assume, because mm -hmm. it's in the room. Joan's going to hold up their glass, and I'm going to, like, basically juxtapose the two glasses so that the liquid ends up in that glass and not mine without moving. Give me a determination check. I need to know if I'm if I fail this, I'm going to use a roll to re-roll it. And that is doo -doo -doo, plus two, that's a twelve. But I can use stubborn. No, fairly simple. Okay. The the system looks at it and is like fascinating. That would have been very interesting for me to know while I was alive. Sadly, I as a model cannot do much with that. It's a data point. It Suffice is a data to point. say in the future, there are people who can do much more than that. And both Kidu and I have been visited by such who have warned us about the escape of the AI. Quantum entangling one of the systems, while risky, could prove to be a good weapon to use against the AI. If it... I mean, I am in communication with your children right now via quantum entanglement. But you are in conversation with one set. There are three. Do I think I can make that happen? Like a just a, a just alt? Gestalt? You have Gestalt. no idea. Gestalt? I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. I may burn out my brain, but what the hell? No one hacks like Gaston. <laughs> no one hacks like Gaston. Give me a determination um, check. That's a 17. You feel this is very hurt. You feel something and your head starts to hurt. Okay. Significantly. Something mm. happened and you don't pass out, but you've got a migraine now. Is there an okay. audible pop? <laughs> no. Chone grab like grabs their temples a little bit. It's like, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm not good enough to do that. That I like we were just we were having a conversation, and now you have a nosebleed. Oh, 
Eric, Zed, give me your hanky, Yank. Ah, that's a, that's the monogram. Oh, oh is that silk? <laughs> yeah. Really nice. Yeah, really fucking expensive too. It's real. Ugh. Yeah, Maxie, the silk is really good at staunching blood. Maxi. Maxi pushes back from the table a little bit, uh, stretching, stretching his right arm out a bit. It's just like this questioning of the AI seems inefficient. Wouldn't it be easier for us to feed the information into this construct than to verbally ask it questions? The construct says, first, you can talk directly to me, and second, there's too much data for it me for you to determine what would be relevant data and the amount of data required would be significant, similar to what's being pushed into the system right now. Would there be any benefit in exposing you to your children? Difficult to then say. Then they would, they would have your knowledge as well as what they've gleaned and the current state of the world. Exposing the programming of this model that I have created here to a quantum system, the effects are unknown. It could be similar to what happened with the benevolent AI. Oof. But I am not an expert in that type of artificial intelligence programming. And I'm still kind of new at it. Um... The projection looks at the three of you and says, you look distressed. It's been a long year. Mike used to frequently get distressed. What did he do to relax? He didn't. Explains the limp. Oh, the limp. That was a uh, gunshot wound. It was, it was a joke, Rob. He got that one in Afghanistan. Rob, I think right now we're just kind of overwhelmed with new data and we're trying to pick a direction of what to do, what to ask. Uh, we have you should... a very specific mission. We don't know the best way to go about it. And now we suddenly have potentially new, inf new assistance, but like it's still not a clear answer. I if think that makes any sense. Based on the intelligence that I had at the time, he had created two backups of himself. He was afraid to create any more than that. And both of those backups remain in a stasis point, And he re-uploads to his backups every six hours. I you happen to know the location of those stasis, those backups? My guess is one of them was in Missouri. What would it be doing in Missouri? Limestone Caverns. Ah... Because nothing else is in Missouri. There's some nuclear craters. And it smiles but at you. The, but the caverns are... Was... Was that a target? Nope. Hmm. <clears throat> you gotta remember, the reason they hit the area they did is because it was the flyover safe. There was less people there. 
They hit the least population-dense areas of the entire United States at the time. The whole idea was to drive everyone to the coast and destabilize the U.S. government. At least that's what we presumed. And in that, they were successful. They completely destabilized the U.S. government and helped lead to the Reformation. We can get our hands on one of those backups. I would presume one is in space, probably in a low orbit station. And one is going to be somewhere. Andrew was a flag waving patriot. The other one's going to be somewhere in the United, the former United States. Patriot, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. we know his current partner, Aguilar, is hanging out in Texas. Possible, but Texas is under embargo. And he wouldn't want to be traced. I was just thinking, what's like a place where a patriot would want to go? Mount Rushmore. Is it in George Washington's nose? Are you asking my opinion? Yes. Virginia. Hmm. I was actually thinking uh, DC. Virginia is part of the DC Metroplex. But you're going to Vegas. Why are you going to Vegas? Um, wait, hold on. Why are we going to Vegas? Trace down oh. his, his cult. Yeah, his, he has a group of followers that are uh, that are stationed there. And they believe that he is the prophet to some new space god, and we were hoping to find a line on. Uh, find a line on where he is right now because he's trying to get to space and we need to stop it. Not a yeah. terrible plan. If you manage to draw him out, it's going to be easier to trace his exact location. Plus, everybody loves Vegas. I've never been. You know how they call New York the city that never sleeps? Well, I mean, that's one of the things they used to call it. Vegas is the city that really never sleeps. So it's just tired all the time? Well, I mean, the drugs and alcohol help you forget that. Oh, that's true. He's like, plus, I really like blackjack. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That'd be your game, Rob. <laughs> predicting what's in the deck. I'm a predictive mathematician. Were you a card counter? I loved counting cards. You do not have to merely ask me things. I have encompassed the entire thoughts and memories of Rob Barnes as of one month before his death. Ah, oh. back, back in the day, we, we probably could have had a good time. We could still have a good time. I, I like mean, good times. 
there's nothing preventing us from how much uh storage does your uh does your construct take uh are we, are we considerable are we discussing are we actually talking about taking rob on the road rob with us? to vegas i mean maybe keep him on the phone well I, that's what i was just wondering i was wondering if like if i upgraded my glow a little bit further perhaps. no yeah you're looking at the thing and you're going this is a lot of data okay that's uh, what i'm just i don't know i should be available was... by communications link I was only going to suggest that I thought that may be a, a large safety hazard. I think he'd be fine. He looks at you and goes, how's it a safety hazard? I'm dead. But, your data, but your data would be accessible possibly by a, by a third party. Fair point. Currently, you are housed in, I assume, a, an isolated unit. He looks at the desk. It points at the thing that Tate had plugged in. Exactly. Yeah. And I believe that's how it should stay. Fair enough. Hey. Huh. All right. Well, I have a bunch of intel on Vegas to read. Uh, Wait, are you, you doing are you doing research, Seth? Yeah, that's look, that's look stuff. I'm always researching shit. That's why I have to ask you for <laughs> like new stuff recipes. Uh, yeah, but you didn't ask me to look anything up. Rob goes, if there's nothing else, may I give you one more piece of advice? Certainly. Sure. Always double down on eleven. Well, yeah. Okay. We also need to have a talk. I'd like to know how you did what you're doing right now and to figure out if the way that you could like quantumly encrypt like a backup so it's always like concurrently running. That's what the system does. But without a direct connection to the grid. Right, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, for example, if someone were to want to back up their consciousness, their thought process, their memories like you did, the process but, is embedded in this drive. Oh. Darn. I was kind of hoping it would be a way to replicate that, but actually using like a Quancom to like update it in real time. It thinks for a minute it goes, scientifically that is theoretically possible, but not within the scope of what I did. Hmm. We'll have to have a discussion about that at some point. Rob looks at me and goes, Leave you as a quote from one of my favorite movies. Have fun storming the castle. That is a good movie. Very that is good such movie. a good movie. Oh, what movie is that? It was called The Princess Never Bride. Seen the it Princess was a classic. <gasps> I recommend picking up a copy. Rob, that do you the... think they're going to make it? Not a chance. They'd need a miracle. All right, you need to watch the movie again, Ron, because that's not the actual. That's close to the quote, but it's close. You know Wait, what? It's a movie fun. night with all of us and Max. Movie night. Ron? I will make the popcorn. Uh, yeah, you can season it. Okay. Z so we I'll with make. that, the projection Vegas blinks out. Um, oh, do you have a quote of the question, Maxie? I was going to 
No. Okay. Uh, but it wakes out. Mike walks back in and he goes, <laughs> did you learn anything useful? Always double down on 11. Yeah? The construct known as Rob likes to party. <laughs> he laughs. Yeah. Rob was always the wild one. We have some ideas. Apparently, uh, the AI has two backups, two data points that it routinely updates. He believes one is in space, and we believe one is in Missouri. We'll have our team start looking. And wherever he's housed, he thinks it might have to be, it might be Virginia or somewhere else to that would really be a patriotic stronghold. We'll start looking. Oh. One moment, folks. Yes, we're going to be uh, heading to Vegas then. Oh, where, where am I? I'm lost. We're okay. I've, I'm adrift. Oh, I'm back. And so, Maxi or uh, Mike goes, Well, start getting ready. And that's where we're going to end the portion of the episode where we're doing stuff in character. Chaos Incorporated is Kaylee as Chone, Michael as Maxi, Dot as Stitches, Caleb as Zed, and Alex is your game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash identico. And you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. And finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at Identico on Twitter and at Humanoid Games on Threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week.